Welcome to the Restoration Church podcast, Behind the Sermon, where we get to sit in on a conversation between our pastors and hear about what they're learning, what they're teaching, and what God is doing throughout our church. Enjoy the podcast. Hey there, welcome to the Behind the Sermon podcast. Uh, we're here tuning in today with uh, Pastor Victoria from Milton, and we have Pastor Colin from our Plymouth location. Uh, just pretending we haven't had a, a conversation for the past 10 minutes. How are you guys? <laughs> Honestly, pretty good. I love that I'm able to get on the podcast um, back to back. So yeah, that's, a, that's cool for me. So I'm excited. How about You've you, Victoria? I'm doing pretty great. Glad to be here. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So we are recording our episode uh I called Pastor Steven to ask if he wanted to join us, and he answered with a hello, like really scratchy, high-pitched voice, (laughs) and I just said, oh, that answers my question, never mind, Uh, because he lost his voice. Like, it was the, the, uh, the glory of God that let him finish this sermon, because when he showed up Sunday morning, he could not speak. (laughs) <laughs> His sound check was super rough, and then the sermon started, and so much more came out than I was expecting. Yeah. And then the second he walked off stage, someone tried to talk to him, and he had nothing. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. Was, I, uh, I remember in Plymouth, we um, we were trying to listen to the run-through, and I was like, did he say anything yet? And then we were just, like, watching, and... <laughs> That part was just like, I was like, all right, Mike, do you understand what's going on? He goes, yeah, I think so. All right, cool. Let's go. So, I mean, they're messaging broadcast. I think it's muted. No, no, he's, he's talking. (laughs) He's not talking. Turn it up loud. (laughs) So, Uh, yeah, but it was, uh, it was a fantastic week. I've liked this series a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I honestly, I thought this series, um, this series is playing out like a series we actually have coming up how I thought that one was going to, but the more I learned, the more I realized I, I somehow put the wrong outcomes on the sermon, but I like that. It's talking about renewing our mind, but the same way, like pastor Stevens, like it's not just about renewing your mind. I want to renew your thoughts around these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting and really fun. So today was church um, or this Sunday was church talking through redefining, um, which is actually really cool. And I know, I, I think you guys touched base on it last week too, but um, it's actually really cool because that wasn't what was scheduled this week. Um, Cause me and pastor Steven ended up trading, but I, I like the fact that it switched to this and it felt just really timely with the whole um, kind of the nine, the nine whole days of Asbury revival mm-hmm. happening and all these other things and and people thinking through like oh is church even what it's supposed to be all this stuff with asbury like i've seen a lot of people like kind of their faith being thrown up in the air because of everything and i just think pastor steven did a great job like trying to bring us home yeah uh thinking through that but anything specific stand out to you guys on this week um when pastor steven was preaching Um, yeah, so I I enjoyed, I shared last week on the podcast as well, um, the Greg Rochelle quote, um, where like our strongest thought is going to be the biggest motivator of where we're headed. 
Um, and I like yeah. that he incorporated that in his um, message as well. Um, he had talked through that. And I just think, honestly, as a church um, and as just a, as a person, a part of the church, um, we have to keep that in mind. Like God, mm-hmm. God's given us a path and a, a way to go as Restoration Church. But um, where we ultimately are going has to be in line with that. So if our if our eyes aren't focused on God, we're going to get easily kind of put off to the side and um, kind of derailed. But um, I like that he he said like, hey, even as a churchgoer, like if you want a relationship with God, you have to be focused on him. Um, yeah. So I think that was like, really key. And I think it was really cool to hear that he said, no matter the background, no matter where you come from, like, it doesn't matter. Like if you're, if you're, if you practice Hinduism, if you did all of these things, um, the coolest thing was like, he had mentioned, like, it doesn't matter where it was that you were, but where you're going now is more important. Um, Mm. and he talked through like having a Catholic back, like people who had like Catholic backgrounds and things like that. And that was actually became a testimony for someone at the Plymouth location where they were like, Hey, I used to go to a Catholic church, but I'm glad that I'm still accepted as, um, someone today who's a part of the church, even though like I used to do something completely different. And now my eyes are focused on God. And so that was a huge like testimony. And that was like what Mm. they used to kind of propel themselves. And now they're going to be part of the new location coming in Bethlehem. So I thought that was amazing. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I like, um, Craig, Craig Rochelle's, uh, which will be kind of the recommendation for the end of it. Craig Rochelle just came out with uh, with a book that actually used this scripture. Yep. Um, as part of it, I forget I forget what he called his book because it's brand new. Um, power but, of change. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the power of change. I believe so. Um, but he he released like a one chapter preview, um, and it was and it was really awesome. Pastor Stephen really knocked this like out of the park, like going through even similar to how Craig Rochelle was like, what you're focused on is almost always going to be the outcome of it. And when I love Pastor Stephen working through like, you know, uh, um, asking people like, how many of you believed church was a building? How many yeah. of you believe church was a place? Right. Which was, which was funny because no one raised their hands. Cause I think they could sense the trick question and they were scared yeah. to and he was like raise your hand if you do and everyone was like i don't know i How think you're that? gonna you're gonna rip this out from under me i'm not trying to get tricked <laughs> but when he was doing that i thought through like okay none of us are no one no one's raising their hand right away but is the way that they partake in church is the way that they view church really align with the fact that they're not raising their hand Mm -hmm. really align with the fact that they're saying, no, I know church isn't a building. Yeah. Um, and I just, I, I thought through that, but when he was going through that, like don't have your thoughts of church being just a place that you are going to attend, but this is, it's a people who are gathering to experience God's Mm -hmm. viewpoint. Have you guys ever worked through that type of, that type of thought process where you've had to rethink like, what church was because either you put in preconceived notions or someone told you differently. Like, have you ever had to work through that? Yeah. Um, becoming an intern has been like, like when I became an intern, it flipped everything around. Um, it, it came from me participating on a Sunday to me really participating in church and being a part of the church. Um, and yeah, I was in the building the whole time, but I was like, I was 
having conversations with all of the people from church. I was like really getting into it. So it really flipped the perspective of what church was to me. And it wasn't, it wasn't, it used to be that we just come on Sunday, we just attend. We like, I didn't even read my Bible when I was younger. Like I didn't have a prayer life, but um, ever since coming um, to Restoration Church, like maybe four, almost five years ago, um, it's completely changed the aspect of church and yeah. the meaning of church for me. That's cool. That's cool. Pastor Victoria, how about you? I I think that goes on to um, the tail end of, of kind of how he ended his sermon, um, talking about how the, the fact that church isn't just an experience, but it should be an encounter yeah. with God. And so an encounter with the Holy Spirit. And so just like we were talking about earlier, the fact that it's so much more than just coming on a Sunday, um, it's about having a relationship with God, right? I think sometimes we put ourselves in this place where we think, no, church is just Sunday. Maybe if I show up in the middle of the week for something else, like church is only those things and it doesn't come out with me. It doesn't travel the rest of the week with me. And so I think when he talked about that on that point, I feel like that stuck with a lot of people. Um, Even just that that mind shift of being Mm -hmm. the church ourselves, right? It's not just a building. It is us. We're the church. We're being the the representation of God and what the church is to other people as well. Um, oftentimes we think like, no, if we just, if we're talking to someone and saying, hey, do you know Jesus? Like that's how we represent God. But it's so much more than that. It's in the language that we're using when we're talking just on a mm-hmm. same old day basis. Yeah, right? I even got into body language too. Um, when he was talking through even our actions are going to speak first for who Jesus is before mm. they even come to church. Like as we are the church, it, what how we present ourselves and how we present the church um, is going to have that first impact, um, whether they even come to church or not, um, can be based on our actions. So yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> I, I think one of the um, one of the healthiest things that came out of COVID. Which I think we've said it a lot, but there's this, despite how how chaotic it was and all that, there was a lot of good stuff that came out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but one of the one of the best things was when churches started to post um, the building is closed, but the church is open. Yep. When that became the saying of COVID, when all these churches were like, "I guess we have to figure out online. I guess we got to figure out how to engage with the church outside of the building." Like everyone realized. Oh, everyone's saying church is canceled mm-hmm. because of COVID, but you can't cancel a people. <laughs> like you can't cancel a group of of individuals experiencing God. Like that yeah. is impossible to cancel. And so I loved when that became like the slogan of COVID, like mm-hmm. the building's empty, but the church is alive, like all this stuff. Like, sorry, I just did the Easter one. That's the tomb is empty. Come on. Uh, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but, um, but I thought that was just, I, I loved that. And I think that's been a shift for us since then. Yeah. And even churches in our district um, have, have migrated towards that. So yeah. a lot of our churches um, that we have, um, in our district, they've moved, some of them have moved to, even if it's just like a phone in front of the pastor, like they're doing something to still like reach um, the people who they've, they might've lost during COVID. Um, but the fact that they're still willing to grow and the fact that like we, like it, we, like it was put on Pastor Nate's heart to start um, 
that um, kind of ministry of doing yeah. online right before it ended. Like, I thought that was so cool. And yeah. the fact that we were still able to reach people through that um, and we were still able to be a church. Like, um, Pastor Lisa talked about how um, her, like, some of her favorite moments was during COVID because she got to do things that she's never, that she hadn't gotten the ability to do before. Mm-hmm. Um, so it actually opened up opportunities for people too, uh, which I yeah. thought was, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think, I think for me, like thinking through when, when, when just answering the question we were going through of having the, you know, wrong idea of what church is or anything like that, you know, I think one thing that I often struggled with was um, like misdirecting what I thought church was for when I was, when I was younger. And I, I started serving church before I was a Christian. I started, I started volunteering. Like, I think God just put that in me. Like he wanted me to do that. And so I had this, like, I need to serve feeling, but I had to struggle through a point of, of, of this is God's church, not restoration church. And yep. I'm serving God, not serving restoration. Cause I loved, I loved restoration. Yeah. I, I thought the church was amazing. I thought the people were were great. You know, Pastor Nate has been like a father to me. And now as we're growing older, like we're we're on the friend uh, friend level, like all these different things. Mm-hmm. And but when I started, I think I confused loving God and being there to be, you know, all of us together, joined together, worshiping God too. I just love these people so much. Yeah. And it was almost like I, I knew church was the people, but I kept God out of it because I loved that experience so much. And uh, which, which I mean, leads to its own like giant fiascos when you don't actually work through that on like a <laughs> theological level. Like yeah. um, if the church fails you, do you place that onto, well, God failed me because church is my God. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. and it's just scary that even, even the experience of church can become your, your idol. You know what I mean? And so mine was never like, oh yeah, church is a building. It's a place I go. But, but mine was a little bit more church is, is who I serve. Yeah. Church is what I, what I live for serving. And that, that I think was my biggest struggle with it Mm -hmm. that I had to work through. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, uh, you know, I, I think really we can take those kind of, kind of anywhere. Yeah. And but, uh, sorry to cut you off, but, um, no, no, you're not just thinking through, like, I don't know. I just got this like thought of like, of, of like kind of like a symbiote, a symbiosis or like a symbiotic relationship where both parties are benefiting off another. So like, kind mm-hmm. of thinking through that of the church, like, um, like I, I, I get to serve the church on Sunday. There's other church members that are serving the church. Um, and so as we are continuing to work together, um, like volunteering, we're able to like be praying for one another and our relationship grows. Like we have that fame, um, the famous proverb verse, like, um, the iron sharpens iron. And so like as a church, like we're, we're supposed to be there for each other. We're supposed to be, um, carrying each other's burdens. I just think, um, uh, yeah, uh, going along this line of like, kind of re re imagining what church is. Um, mm-hmm. It's no like like you said, it's no longer a building um, that we think of. It's it's the people within it, and um, it can be 
anywhere that we are, but like we're still the church. Um, even though Pastor Nate is over in Africa right now, like that church is still part of our church. Um, yeah. And just like having that symbiotic relationship of like being able to rely on other people too, to when like when I'm when I'm hurting or like if I'm like in a weird space, like to know like the church is not going to just abandon me to know mm-hmm. like at least for Restoration Church, like I've heard so many testimonies of people like who have like their eyes been opened or like they've realized that church is not just a building, but it's actually a family, right? It's like mm-hmm. a family where we're all working simultaneously in a way that can benefit each other in our spiritual life. Um, so I don't know why symbiotic kind of jumped to my head. I, I used to love science as a as a high yeah, schooler and stuff, but it's just like trying to brag. You know words I don't. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> no, but <laughs> this is like schoolers showing. <laughs> it's just I, I think it's so cool that like we're we're here for everyone else. Um, yeah. And whether we've been a, a saved for a day or whether it's been like 12 years, 50 years, like we're a church and we're a family. And um, I think that's just like a huge testimony from us um, of our church and just what God's blessed us with. Yeah, absolutely. Did yeah. you have something, Victoria? Sorry. <laughs> I think that's a big... <laughs> we're getting used Sorry. to the Zoom call <laughs> delay. <laughs> Um, I think that's a really big reminder because sometimes when we talk about the church not being a building, people can very easily be like, oh, if it's not a building, if I'm the church, then I don't even need a group of people and I don't need to go anywhere. I could just do this thing on my own every Sunday morning. And yeah, sure you could, but I think that God still calls us to fellowship. I think he still calls us to be around each other. Just like you said, iron sharpens iron. And we carry each other's burdens. Who's going to help carry your burden yeah, if right. you're just doing this on your own? So it is a very good reminder that mm-hmm. this is still necessary yeah, too. Uh, my job that I used to have, i that's the only conversation I would have with people. They'd be like, oh yeah, I'm Christian, but I just, I don't feel like I need a church. It's like, oh, so like you don't need a family or people to support you or people to like love you and hang out with you. Like it's not just about like, it's not like God tells us to, like you said, God tells us to fellowship. God tells us to carry each other's burdens. Like we're here for one another, like to say like, Oh, like we, like I read my Bible, but kind of, and I like pray probably once a week or like right before meals. Like, right. Like, I don't know. I just think that the whole mindset is I've had that more conversation, that conversation more than anything. So yeah, yeah I totally absolutely. agree with that. <laughs> I, I just had that conversation this week with a family member, right? And so working through just, you know, frustrations of of Christians or frustrations of, of leadership in their church or whatever, mm-hmm. and, and their, their outcome was, I'll just leave and not be a part of a church. And again, it was that whole mindset of like, well, if that if that pastor fails me, God must be failing me here. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just going to leave. And, uh, you know, yeah. I said, uh, I said, so where are you going to go to church? Where are you looking? Where are you going to go? I don't need a church. And I said, are you still listening to the preacher that you follow, you know, on TV? <laughs> yes. They tell you you need church. Listen better. Like, listen carefully. I said, have you read your Bible? Come on, have man. Have you read it? Like, <laughs> it's Big flashing sign. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, come on. Like, how do you think, like, how do you think this works? Like. You can't read through Acts and mm-hmm. think the church 
isn't a thing that we're supposed to participate in. Like you cannot, it's impossible. And so like, that's just like the craziest part. But, but even going through like this whole idea, this sermon of like where we're putting our mind, where our mind is focused, Mm -hmm. I think comes into play with church as well. Like what you're expecting to experience is most likely what you're going to experience. So if you want to treat church like Netflix and be like, well, I feel like tuning in today. Um, hopefully it's entertaining. And then you sit there like, impress me, like move <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah. Like this whole idea of like, man, if it's not my favorite speaker, I'm, you know, whatever, I'm going to, I'm going to leave. And like, that's such a like annoying mindset for us to have. And so, but I think if you show up like, all right, God, I'm here because I want to experience your love through your people. Could I experience that today? And like, Mm -hmm. if that's how you can show up in the mindset, that's how you can change. And I don't know, I've just seen that be a big thing. And I think that's been like kind of our big focus. We've done that for years for like Revive Youth Conference, right? Mm -hmm. We like drive home like, so glad you're having an amazing time. Did you know you could have the same amount of power from God through a YouTube video at youth group? (laughs) Like... Just hoping they'll figure it out. Like mm-hmm. it's your expectation that changes how God moves because mm-hmm. you're willing to see it. You're willing to allow it. Like your eyes are open to God moving when you're expecting it. And yeah, I just think it's such a shame that sometimes we show up trying to like on demand service yeah. our church. Yeah, like, what's the River Valley got on this week? Oh, Dave Ramsey? That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, I'm bad at budgeting. That might convict me. I'll, uh, I'll see what elevation is doing this week. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, you know, I just think you need a church. You know, you look at people going through life without that community. Mm. And I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand how you can do it. You know, I, I know, I, actually, all three of us have experienced this at this point. Like, think about the idea of your wedding without the church that was there to help. How awful awful would that have been? And like, that's such a, like, that was the moment of my life where I remember sitting with Haley at the front of the stage, watching these people commit an entire day to help set up. And people like, you know, I had my friend John who rented lighting for Mm -hmm. my wedding, like all this stuff, like doing this and I just sat there and like, I almost cried. I was just like, I can't believe people don't know about this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can't believe people don't know how much God wants to use us as a community. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I, I just think it's it's crazy to try and do life without the church. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, yeah, especially with the whole wedding thing, like just realizing like, oh yeah, the person who officiated the wedding was my pastor and I had like everyone I serve with as my guys and like yeah it was just it, yeah the church really is a family like it it really is something that um and I don't think people expect that to happen I, I think nowadays people just go into church expecting not like people to be friendly or like we're too friendly you know um yeah but I just feel like their whole idea of church just is like oh well they just serve they serve a God, but like when I go into church, it's just, I go in, I, they sing a song and I listen to some guy preach. 
Um, but right. then I realized like church doesn't just happen on Sunday. Church is all week. Like I can't right. like, it's not just, I go there on Sunday. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll see you next Sunday. Like, no, it's a, it is a throughout the week thing. Um, and I think that's just super yeah. key to hone into. Um, Absolutely. So. Yeah. It's, it's also really cool to see how it can become a generational thing too. So it's not just like us adults or young adults who are all friends and we have this family aspect, but even mm-hmm. watching it like in our youth, So I know that in Milton, some of our girls are um, like they started coming and then at first they like weren't the best of friends. And then a month later, they're all best friends. They're in a group chat together. They're like having the time of their lives, giving each other Valentine's Day. It's like, oh, okay, this is really cool. And so seeing that they're creating and feeling that Mm -hmm. sense of family as well. And it's not just up here with the older people, but it's also trickling down into the younger people. And it just further further shows the heritage and the legacy that we want. Yeah, every and, yeah, and so the good. fact that we have like like uh, even in Plymouth, we'll have like a guy who's on the baseball team and on the wrestling team, and he's friends with someone who like is on the band, and like to the, and then he's also friends with like a middle schooler, and so it's just like really cool to see all of aspects of just school, like uh, and their mm-hmm. life, and them d- deciding like, hey, like no matter what, like. I like to joke around with you. I like to play games with you. I like to learn about God with you. And so it's just like, um, yeah, that's a super great point that it's it's not just us and and big church, but no, it's actually happening upstairs in Plymouth. It's it's happening in Milton Kids Church. It's it's also happening there too, where students are coming together for Christ. Um, yeah. So absolutely it's huge. You know, you made me think through just like last thought we could go through book recommendations after when you brought up like, oh, maybe the church is too friendly. Maybe, you know, I, I, you know, maybe they're all fake or whatever. And people sometimes like we're so energetic and so positive. I think people always think we have like an agenda. Yeah. But like, we also kind of do have an agenda and that is because we love Jesus and our church so much. We're desperate for you to know about that. Mm. And then once you know about it, we're desperate for you to help us get more people to know about it. So like, Absolutely, we have a freaking agenda. Yeah. Like, like we want as many people to know about Jesus as possible. So we are going to be over the top friendly. We're going to to love you as much as we can. Like, yeah, all these things, and you know, and, I just think, yeah, and especially it's all genuine too. Like, we yeah. genuinely love people, and I think that's. I think, like I said, that's that's probably the biggest compliment I hear from people coming through the door for the first time. They're like, "Wow, you guys are just so friendly. You guys are just so like energetic. I love the charismatic, um, just." atmosphere around here um so yeah that's a huge huge thing too that's awesome yeah well and you guys got any book recommendations or anything that people could listen to to help work through uh help work through church help work through this topic obviously we brought up the craig Rochelle book um but that's really for the the whole series um but anything else that you guys have no i no think if not yeah not at this moment. Yeah, for sure. I think um, there's a couple that that I'd recommend. Uh, the Bible Project has a great study on Acts. They mm-hmm. go through a lot of Acts. Reading through Acts and going along with the Bible study that Bible Project put out, I think is is a huge help in figuring out how the church functions. And when you when you sit around and ask like, "Are we doing church right?" Well, look, you know, read through Acts. Get as much study as you can and really decide like uh, it, we're not we're not missing or adding anything mm-hmm. 
to to what they had in Acts and and working through that. There was another one that I, I try and suggest. You know, my wife and a couple other people listened to a podcast called the Verity uh, Verity Podcast. Either way, it's really good. The only thing I don't like is that she always at the end, at the beginning says every woman can be a theologian, but I like her content, so I feel like I'm not allowed to listen to it. Um, <laughs> but I still do. Um, either Take way, that. <laughs> she she works through um, some kind of dissecting the church and talking through what it could be as well. So just if you're if the people are interested and wanted to get more learning, I think those would be some great suggestions. But um, does Chris Songson have a book, The Quit Church? Is that about this topic or is that something oh, different? Oh, yes. That is about that topic. Yes. Quit Church as You Know It is pretty yeah. much what that book is about. Yeah. Quit Church. Um, cool. All right. Well, thank you, guys. I'd say this was a successful Zoom version, Zoom edition yeah, it was a lot of, of uh, Behind the Sermon. So thanks for joining, guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.